What is going on? Hey, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, The Pete Callender Show. You can email me, Pete, at thepetecallendershow.com. Uh, you can also hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender. And, of course, the phone numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me. We're going to go over the Arizona Senate audit approved uh, for the Maricopa County election system. And, uh, I like, I've read the thing. I've read the, it's like 96 pages, 97 pages. And um, I think, well... I am curious. It, it seems like after all of the examination, it seems like all we are left with is everybody gets to continue making their prior arguments. <laughs> it doesn't seem like we got any kind of closure on any of this. So I'll go through uh, the details here. Um, also, I do have audio that I'm going to get to at some point, I promise, because if I don't do it today, it's just it's not going to be gotten to. It's the audio from last Monday's Charlotte City Council meeting that I was going to get to like on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I didn't get to it. But it is connected also to the crime, uh, increase in crime in uh, Charlotte. And by the way, is the new CMPD helicopter up in the air again? I don't know what's going like they got their new helicopter and all of a sudden it's everywhere. And have you noticed this? It's like, like they weren't even, did they cut the ribbons on these things? Do they have a ribbon or do they bash like a bottle or something over the front of it? I don't know how you like christen a chopper, but whatever. Like they, they made the big announcement. They did a press release. And then within like, I don't even think they were done with the the press conference or something. And then they're like, we got to go to North Mech. And there was like a SWAT standoff or something. And then like, as soon as they were done with that, then there was this woman who tried to run over a motorcycle cop and, uh, and so then they were down over there, which, by the way, they were over in the area where Ph.D. weight loss is. I was watching the helicopters as I came out of my appointment last Thursday. So anyway, uh, there's a Charlotte City Councilwoman has an idea that maybe some of their zoning decisions are the reason why uh, there's crime. So we'll get to that. I promise we're going to get to that audio today. I'm going to make it a point. But first, let's start with Maricopa at the Maricopa at the Copa. The uh, GOP-led Arizona Senate referred the findings of its 2020 election audit in Maricopa County. And I know I, I just, I keep thinking Barry Manilow. I just, I cannot help myself. Um, it's just the name of that Maricopa County. And uh, it's, they're, they're referring it over to the state's attorney general. The contractors led by a company called Cyber Ninjas, which you never even know they're there. That's the crazy thing. Um, it confirmed that President Joe Biden's victory over President Donald Trump uh, by the vote count in a review of nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in the county. So this is what I mean. People on the left now have all of the uh, uh, evidence that they think they need in order to, uh, you know, keep calling Trump supporters stupid and you guys are just uh, uh, promoting the big lie and all of this. Uh, it is kind of funny how that the big lie, how that has become just adopted. You know how long conservatives were calling the uh, the the theory, the notion, the assertion that uh, the Civil Rights Act prompted all of the racists to become Republicans. Re- Republicans, conservatives have been calling that the big lie for 20 years. <laughs> and uh, 
all of a sudden, you know, Donald Trump comes along and he says some stuff about the election being rigged, the things that, by the way, the Democrats had been saying for the better part of two decades. And now all of a sudden the big lie is about his statements and whatever. Um, it is it. It really is a testament to who controls the culture. It, it always kills me when people on the left, like you, when, when you start off from a position of not acknowledging that you've won the culture war, you control the culture and you have for a while. If you're not willing to even acknowledge that, then really most discussions of a political or cultural nature are kind of pointless, right? Like, if you think that we're still a lot of work to be done, like, like what other work you guys have, like you guys have basically just scorched the entire earth on your way into power here. I'm, I'm unclear what's left. Oh, you're going to take over the schools. Cause that hasn't happened yet. Like what <laughs> you take over every big city. You're going to take over Hollywood and the music scene. And well, all right. Country music. They, they, they don't have a monopoly on country music. They're getting there though. They're getting there. I'm watching you, Taylor Swift. Um, I'm actually not. That's at all. Anyway, uh, the contractors led by this group, Cyber Ninjas, confirmed that President Joe Biden's victory over uh, President Donald Trump uh, was true in a review of the nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in the county. Still, a letter sent Friday to Arizona's top prosecutor outlines, quote, urgent issues. The auditors found that Senate President Karen Fan said suggest less than perfect adherence to Arizona's standards and best practices. Okay, and this is why I don't understand these. Well, I do understand, but the the dishonesty of the statements from Democrats in Arizona and at the national level, but mainly Arizona, uh, over these results, they're saying, "Oh, this is just proof that this was all a scam. This was all a waste of time." And see, when I read this, the, the, the audit report, I see an election system that's really sloppy. That's what I see. Now, the elections folks will tell you, oh, those auditors, they don't know what they're talking about. This is normal. Some of the stuff that they say, like some of their explanation on this stuff is that this is completely normal, which isn't exactly a defense, in, in my book, I mean, it's not. It's just it's like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, all of the murdering going on in Afghanistan. Like, oh, don't worry, Pete. That's just like the normal Taliban stuff. Like, well, that it doesn't mean they're not doing all the murdering, right? All the murdering is still happening. Yeah, they're doing that, too, by the way. Till four, they were young and they had each other. Who could like i'm listening to the john hancock show no i'm kidding <laughs> that, was, that was one of the i was one of his punishments when people wouldn't participate i think right <laughs> all right so yeah maricopa county arizona ground zero for the uh election auditing and um all right so you've got the uh secretary of i'm sorry the attorney general of uh arizona mark burnovich you've got the Senate president, a Republican, Karen Fan, right? And there is another one, too. There's the, the committee chair. We'll get to him in a bit. But these are the sort of like the main people that you need to be aware of. Um, oh, and Jack Sellers, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. 
Um, and do, 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 I think those are the big ones. There is the presidents uh, of the various companies that were involved in the, uh, in the audits, but it's not really imperative to know who they are. Okay. But these are the main actors so far. So you've got the Senate leader, Karen fan. She sends a letter. I have the letter here as well. Um, and by the way, this is, like I'm part of this, why I'm doing this also is like this is part of the proof that, you know, when I say I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but if you are able to present me evidence, then I will look at it and I, you know, I can be persuaded. It's not like I'm drawing a line saying this is impossible, right? Um, but I, I, like I do acknowledge it is a high bar to get over for me. It's not like, I mean, it's not like beyond a reasonable doubt criminal conviction level bar but it's it's kind of close to that it's probably between like the civil and the criminal standards so i have the letter this is from the arizona state senate leader karen fan to the arizona attorney general mark bernovich and in the letter she says arizona voters had serious concerns about their election and they were entitled to the most careful and accurate answers possible the auditor's final hand count, which quadruple checked every single one of the 2.1 million ballots, that final hand count matches Maricopa County's official machine count. This is the most important and encouraging finding of the audit. Again, so this is the Senate leader who pushed for and got funding for and has defended the audit. And she says the most important and encouraging finding is that the final hand count matches the Maricopa County official machine count. She says the paper ballots in Maricopa County are the best evidence of voter intent because they are under 24-hour video surveillance and physical security, and there is no reliable evidence that they were altered to any material degree. Again, she's talking about the paper ballots here, okay? This finding, therefore, addresses the sharpest concerns about the integrity of the certified results in the 2020 election. But the audit also shows how we can strengthen our democracy. And then she goes over uh, the findings sort of uh, at a higher level, which I think is important because as I go into some of these details, uh, it's good to have an idea of where we're going, what some of the, the mile markers are on the path, right? So the signature verification process for absentee ballots is imperfect and requires improvement and additional testing. The signature verification process for absentee ballots. Gee, where does that, does that ring a bell, North Carolinians? Anybody? <laughs> right. Yeah, the signature requirement. This is a problem. And by the way, until it became... Um, a, a conservative thing to believe, like in the last uh, year and a half, it was a thing that Democrats used to say. I'm old enough to remember when McCray Dallas got in the trouble for the ballot harvesting, and I'm old enough to remember when Republicans were pushing voter ID through the legislature. It was the Democrats who were arguing that, hey, if you really care about voter integrity, you need to target the absentee ballots. And so then when Republicans started targeting the absentee ballots, then the Board of Elections Director Karen Brinson-Bell, as well as the Democratic Party and the legislature and the media, but I repeat myself, they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going after these absentee ballots. 
Voter rolls, she says, require constant, unrelenting maintenance. That is so true. This is one of those things. Uh, I forget who it was. It may have been Judicial Watch, and they ta- uh, they uh, they targeted North Carolina as one of the states. This was about a year or so ago. They uh, they did a FOIA request, and uh, they went after these states for not cleaning up the voter rolls. Because if you don't maintain accurate and up-to-date voter rolls, then people who are no longer voters in your state could continue to vote in your state. In fact, a really good example of this occurred, uh, I want to say it was in the primary before 2020, where a uh, Democratic candidate for state legislature was found to have voted in North Carolina and also in her uh, home state, her original birthplace of New York, Suffolk County. Coincidentally, where I was born, Suffolk County, it's on Long Island. And uh, she says she did not vote twice. And the records indicate that she did not vote twice, that she was present in North Carolina the day that she voted. She voted in person. But there was also somebody who voted in person using her name in New York, in Suffolk County. And when asked, like, how does this happen? The Suffolk County elections director guy said, that's basically the honor system. When you move, you know, you fill out the change of address form. But, you know, if if we don't get that form back from the Postal Service, whatever, your name will stay on there. So, like, we encourage people to, like, when you move, tell the Board of Elections so this way they can update the, uh, uh, the information. That's always good practice. But if you don't do it, as most people do not, then what happens? Yeah, you're, you could be left on the rolls. So you got to be doing constant list maintenance. And that means knowing who dies, who moves, and, um, and then keeping your list up to date. So this way other people don't take advantage of your uh, voter record existing in, in, in your previous location, right? So this needs to be addressed. Unrelenting maintenance Voter rolls require constant, unrelenting maintenance. And apparently Arizona uh, was not seeing that. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The Maricopa County audit of the election. It is done. And uh, yes, and remember on Friday there was the, the pre-release, the leaked story, which focused on the count. And uh, what did we hear? We're like, well, that, you know, the... Uh, critics of the uh, of the audit they said ha see this proves that uh this was all just a scam there was nothing to see here big lie trump's a liar election was perfect and all of that then you had people who were on the other side of the argument and they said look all that does is just prove that the count you made of the bad ballots was the the correct count it's not it doesn't prove that's not what an audit is doing this is an audit it's not a recount and so everybody still got to keep their arguments, at least for a few more hours, until the final report was released. And I've gone through the final report, and there are a ton of recommendations, a ton of them. And some of them are just like, hey, you guys need to look at this, or we couldn't determine anything, but you might want to go back and check it out, stuff like that. And it seems pretty low impact and uh, low severity, but some of the stuff is high impact, high severity. So... Uh, A couple of the other things mentioned in this letter that the Senate leader sent to the uh, attorney general of Arizona said that no private company should be trusted with the keys to our democracy. 
if a county does not even have an administrator password for its vote counting machines, the county cannot properly monitor its own elections. Some of this stuff, to me, the most troubling parts of the audit, and I don't live in Maricopa County, obviously, um, that would be one heck of a commute, but I, I don't I don't live there, so I, I don't really I'm not vested in the in the, the audit results, but I read through it because I recognized the impact it could have, you know, on the election at large, the whole 2020 election, because it was so close. You know, Trump won or lost Arizona right by like 10,000 something votes. And so uh, if you could find enough votes basically in Maricopa County, you could overturn Arizona and then. You know, Trump wins like that was and I understand that people wanted to do that. It's I heard the same stuff after Obama won. I heard the same stuff after he won again. I've heard the same stuff with Roy Cooper. Really, like I've been doing this a long time. And after every election, I hear that the election was stolen and we just need to, you know, audit it and we'll find out. Um, And by the way, the left also says this. The left said it after the 2016 election when Hillary lost. They said it after John Kerry and John Edwards lost. Remember, they wouldn't even. They wouldn't even concede that night. And then 2000 uh, with, obviously, the Bush v. Gore election. So Democrats have been doing this, too, for a very long time, undermining confidence in the system. And then as soon as they win, they're like, why don't you agree that the system is flawless? Why are you undermining democracy? See, but if we had a system that everybody could agree to, and this is actually, this was at the heart. After Bush v. Gore, there was a FEC report that was put together. It's actually headed up by uh, former President Jimmy Carter and trying to remember who the um, who the Republican was, James Baker, maybe I forget who it was that that paired up with him. But they led a blue ribbon commission. And so, you know, you can trust it when it has a blue ribbon on the front of the uh, folder. So uh, it was a blue ribbon panel. And one of the things that they recommended was voter ID because it helps to ensure integrity. There isn't any one thing that is a silver bullet. Right. You it, like all security, it's layered. I used to talk about this uh, when I used to uh, talk about uh, security cameras back at uh, in up in Asheville. And w- when you're trying to build a secure facility, for example, you use security cameras. They are your first line. So it's they shoot, you know, video way out into the beyond the perimeter of your property, even. Right. They can they can they see stuff way out there. But as you know, the the, the evildoer, as they get closer Then you have different layers of security that kick in. Same thing with election integrity and securing the vote. You have to have different layers that that guard against different types of attempted incursion. And so voter ID is to guard against one type of incursion. And what the left has been arguing, not persuasively for a very long time, is that uh, the costs, the, the, the damage is greater than the benefit. And I don't find that to be a persuasive argument. I don't, and I never have. Um, I find it actually to be a paternalistic and condescending and kind of arrogant and racisty kind of argument, but I don't find it to be persuasive. Voter ID, voter uh, car or uh, um, uh, driver's license checks are useful. They are utilized all over the place. We always hear everybody in response to you know this argument. Well, you need an ID to to buy alcohol, and you know to like all welfare programs require it, right? So. Like this idea that the poor can't get ID, well, then how are you helping the poor with the various programs and services, right? Like the logic seems to go right out the window on a lot of these types of discussions. So uh, you, you need multiple layers of protection to guard against uh, 
uh, various types of incursion and fraud. And so when Democrats were like, we need to clean up the absentee ballot process, I, yes, I'm with you. Well, tell me what needs to be done. But then, of course, they wouldn't offer solutions. They wouldn't tell you what needed to be done because the things that they wanted to see done would would uh, disenfranchise the very people that they claim to be trying to protect from disenfranchisement, right? They're, they're making the same argument um, that the Republicans were making on voter ID. So they dropped that pretty quickly. Then uh, the fifth uh, element here that is being referred to the uh, Arizona Attorney General is that election officials must ensure that all evidence is preserved and that a top-to-bottom audit of an election is possible when warranted. This was also one of the, the deeply disturbing things about the audit, was that the elections officials fought it so much, blocked so much information from being made available, because for whatever reason. Now, you could say it's because, you know, you could take them at their word for it, give them the benefit of the doubt, and say that, oh, they were very, very worried that these uh, third-party auditors were going to be, you know, partisan, and they were hacks, and and they were just going to use this information to target voters or it's personal information and all this other stuff. You know, or you could make the argument that they were trying to cover it all up. Or you could make the argument, which I actually tend to come down on. This is like how I uh, my leaning is towards this idea, which is people don't like to be questioned about their work. They don't. They They did the job. You know, this is what I do. I'm an election official. I run the show. I know what I'm doing. All of our volunteers are great, and they're all fantastic people, and nobody would ever do these things, and how dare you question my authority? Like, that's that's sort of the vibe I get. It's a very uh, Dina DiOrio kind of a vibe, actually, that I got from the Arizona election officials. I could be wrong on that, but that's where I tended to, uh, I tend to lean, is like that's their... They're just resistance to this check of their work because they don't want anybody questioning them. How dare you question? <music> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Going over the results of this audit of the Maricopa County, Arizona elections. Uh, no, I don't believe former President Donald Trump when he uh, was saying that this audit proves that he won the election, that there was all this fraud. It, it, I've read the audit. It doesn't actually prove that. It raises some questions, but like I went over earlier, it raises questions about how the system can be improved, but it doesn't prove that fraud existed. Does that make sense? Because that's important. That's an important distinction. They're different things. Um, which, by the way, that also goes for the Democrats who are sitting there saying, oh, see, this, this proves that Trump was wrong about everything. It doesn't actually do that either. The Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, she's a Democrat, I believe she's running for governor. Um, she is a prominent critic of the audit and has derided the partisan review as a sham that undermines faith in the election process. This is the story as it appears in the Washington Examiner. And in a statement on Friday, Hobbs said that the Senate leader, Karen Fan, Republican, and the cyber ninjas that did the audit, dragged our state and country through months of partisan political theater, culminating in a report that reinforces what election experts have been saying all along, that this exercise was a scam. Which, what's the purpose of an audit? What is the purpose of an audit? At its, at its core, most elemental level, why do you audit? Right? It, it's to find out if things are okay, right? 
Like, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's finances or operations or whatever, you're doing an audit to find out if things are okay or if they're not okay. Hopefully you identify some not okay things that you could then make okay, right? That's the whole point of an audit. So even if the audit comes back as clean, the audit still serves a purpose. It, it should inspire confidence in the operations or the finances that you've run if it comes back clean. That's why the state auditor of North Carolina, a Democrat, Beth Wood, she will put out audits even when they don't find malfeasance, right? You want to know if the audit gives you a clean bill of health. That's a good thing. So for Democrats to say, like, how dare you run this audit when, like, okay, if you're saying it's coming back pretty clean, then why not use it as proof that it's pretty clean? Why are you attacking the audit itself? Unless, of course, you don't want there to be an audit. Oh, no, no, Pete, I like audits. I just don't like this audit. Yeah, that's like every voter ID law, right? You, you, you're you okay with voter ID. You, you just don't ever like any proposal ever from a Republican on implementing one. Um, do, 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 do. Here it is. Before the audit presentation, several Democratic officials held a press conference condemning the review. Before you even saw the report. So they didn't even know what was in the report. And they were condemning it. They were largely focused on the ballot recount results matching the tally from the county canvas, which was the leaked story to the Smooth Jazz NPR affiliate in uh, Arizona. Right? K- uh, KJZZ, the most unfortunate all letters ever. Um, the event was led by Senate Minority Leader Rebecca, Rebecca Rios, House Minority Leader Reginald Bolding and Maricopa County Supervisor Steve Gallardo, who is the lone Democrat on the Board of Supervisors. Um, He will come up later. Gallardo will. Let me go over to Jack Sellers. He is the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. He put out a statement to the Washington Examiner after the initial leaked story came out about uh, the draft audit report that found that the vote total matched the vote total from the election uh, officials. And he said he suspected that the Arizona Senate would accuse the county of not cooperating, failing to fill holes in the knowledge of the Senate's chosen contractor. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if the Senate did that, but the contractor sure did. The contractor pointed out throughout the 97-page audit uh, that the elections folks did not provide them the help or the access or the hardware or the software or background information like it repeatedly throughout the audit. And I don't think that's appropriate. Again, like if you're going to have an audit and the state has already said, we're going to audit this election, then you need to participate. You need to help with the audit because again, it be like, it only serves your best interest to make sure that the system function properly. Does it not? And if it turns out that it didn't, don't you want to know that as the, you know, honest and and uh, above it all elections directors and supervisors of the county? Don't you want that information? Why would you not want that information? I am. This is the same way I talked about it last week with the Russia probe and, and, and you know, uh, the FBI investigation. And I said at the time, I want to know. I am in everything into the sunlight kind of guy. Like on this stuff, I want I want all of the reporting. I want all the investigation. I want to know as much as I can. I understand some stuff has to be redacted, 
but I want as much of it as I can so I can make as informed a decision as I can. And when one group of people starts telling me that, oh, no, no, we shouldn't take a look at this, we shouldn't examine that, or we're not going to participate in this uh, investigation or audit, I now have to start questioning why you don't want to see these results. I'm not saying that that proves Trump is correct. I'm just suspicious of your motives at this point, (laughs) is what I'm saying. So Sellers, who is a Republican here, uh, he charged that the audit team uh, has no idea how to run any election. Okay, fine. Do you need to know how to run an election in order to examine whether an election was run well? Does that make sense? Do I need to know how to actually run the election, like to build that kind of process in order to know that what you built has holes in it? I would submit I don't. I would submit that I can look at a system and I can identify holes in your system if I know how systems work in general, if I know how computer systems work, if I know how cybersecurity works. I can look at your system and say, oh, you've got some big flaws in your cybersecurity yeah, I know this because I know cybersecurity, which is what Cyber Ninjas does know. And that's what they did identify. Some pretty big problems, actually, in your cybersecurity stuff. He says, I hope those holding on to their anger for the past 10 months will see the truth and put their energy into supporting the democratic process instead of trying to tear it down. Um, I don't know about tearing it down. Improving it would be helpful, don't you think? If you've got people that every single election... They say that the election was rigged or it was corrupted, it was stolen, whatever. And they keep pointing to various reasons why they say these things, and you never address those reasons. Maybe, just spitballing here, maybe if you address the reasons, they uh, then they don't get to say that any longer. And if they don't get to say that any longer, maybe more people have more confidence in the system, which, by the way, then spurs more people to participate. It's logic. News is next.